Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to... Snow the goalie. 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 Oh, yes. Welcome in to Snow the Goalie, which happens to be the only Flyers podcast. It's the People's Podcast, the Players Podcast, the Prognosticators Podcast, the Pity Light Podcast. This is the morning after as we recap your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers. Have they have they gone too far? Has the team that we finally said is better than we expected? Have they finally hit the skids? Have they hit an oil slick? Did they experience an oil spill? A 5-2 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. I'm Russ Joy at Joy on Broad. Joined, as always, by the delightful Anthony Sanfilippo in the middle at Ansan Philly and on the side. Bundy, C. Terrian 6, who I believe just coughed, went off, and now he's back, and now he's frozen, and now he's not. Let's go to you, Ant. Let's go to you first. How you feeling this uh, this morning? It's the first time that we've seen you in the new year, and it's, well, it's good to have you back. We we didn't have you for the last morning after. Give a people... Uh, an update on your status here. You're, uh, so, I, I, so I miss one episode, and we have a 30-second countdown now. This is new? This is a new I thing. decided that I would just use it today. Oh, I okay. use it on other shows. I thought about it like, yeah, that yeah. oh, makes sense. That's, not, that's nice. You know, I, mean, I, love, I love these unilateral decisions that are probably made last minute. Um, they're great. Great. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I, I, I feel a lot better. Uh, it was only just, uh, it was a few days just kind of, you know, not being able to move around, just kind of rooted to my uh, comfy chair in my living room. Um, and uh, I'll tell you that I've been feeling better the last few days. And then all of a sudden, all the abdominal pains came back watching hockey last night. Um, so so that's that's kind of how it was. It was just kind of like a little relapse for the for the two hours of uh, Flyers hockey uh, on the tube last night. Um, and uh yeah, you, look, you asked the question, Russ, and I, I think that, you know, Bundy and I have been trying to to be the voices of reason in this city in the, when it comes to hockey to let people know that, hey, what they were doing is great, but this was coming. Like, this, there was – you were going to get caught up to at some point, and, and, and it happened on this road trip especially, um, but it, it really started before that. They they got a they got away with one beating the Devils just before Christmas. Um, there was a, it was not a well played game and they won it anyway. Um, and then they won the game or they lost the game to Nashville and that's when when Torts was like you know said he answered my question and said yeah this has been coming we've been seeing this coming and they they went on the road trip and I mean look you got three what four points on the road trip so you can't completely complain about it but it, it's just the time of year. And how the game changes at this time of year, and the, you're, you you start to see the warts just a little bit more mm-hmm. with this team um, now because of that, because of the, of the way other teams are going to play against them. Bundy, how you feeling after uh, that game last night? Yeah, you know I'm not feeling great to begin with. Uh, I think I got whatever else, maybe a bug going around. It is, but uh, I watched every one of those games late, and uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> They got taken apart last night by the league's best superstar when he's in full gear, and he was in full gear last night. I mean, there's not a lot anybody can do when guys get that kind of momentum and that kind of offensive flair to them. Uh, McDavid was unbelievable. They had a lot of guys play well, but you know, you got to remember when you go back to it, 
you know, there was a team that we played early in the year, the Flyers, you know, we were doing the game and they were just awful in, in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, you know? So it's always, I always see like how teams go, but you know, <clears throat> as Anthony just said, and as we've said through the most of the year, like just be understanding of what this is. This is like this, you know, this has been, I mean, a blessing to quite frankly, to have had gone down to the building and seen good hockey this year. Because we're going back to the summer where the GM saying we're we're in a rebuild, and you know uh, the, the the guys in this locker room will be the ones that decide you know what happens this year, you know how much work they're going to put in. But uh, you know I don't I don't want to totally say that the wheels have come fully off, but they're making mistakes in times and games now where they're they're getting hurt. Um, they're just they're not playing great in their own zone. Uh, when the goaltending was erasing a little bit of that before, I mean, it, it happened. I thought Hart played well at times last night, but he just didn't make the stops when they needed him. Um, and again, I, I mean, that's one of last night where if I'm the coach and I go back and I'm like, man, you know, we just got burned by a real high end piece of talent really bad. And, um, and I, you know, and again, I, I don't know if, how I don't want to, I'm not telling people to, to jump anywhere right now, just, I think they need to see what happens coming home and then to make a judgment for, for yourself from then. This was not a, this was a road trip that, that teams start to play after Christmas. We, we said that, you know, Seattle's playing really well. I think they'd won six in a row now, even after the winter classic Edmonton's been on fire. Calgary's desperate, you know, home game on new year's Eve and the flyers went into Vancouver that, you know, the team that's probably the best game for them to play the one road game, right after Christmas where Vancouver's kind of sitting there all, you know, turkeyed up and everything and, and they're at home and the flyers fly out and just focus on hockey. So, you know, I think that's what it was, but, uh, they, there is a, there is a, um, certainly if, if the coaches are not going to look at it like, well, we've overachieved and it's been great. And while well, the wheels come off, well, at least we showed we can do it. That's not going to sit with torts. Uh, he's going to continue to push and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this team uh, when this push comes, because I've watched enough of him now for two years and seen enough more over the last 20 years. It looked like his head was going to pop off last night. And it quite frankly, it's looked like it's going to pop off for three or four days now. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. If there's any lineup changes, but you know, Anthony, I know we're watching from a a detail oriented coach like torts that likes guys playing the right side of the puck, playing in their own zone. There's been a couple of guys that have been, just not playing the way Torts wants him to play. Cam Atkinson, I see the name there, are all up and down the screen. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I say this in the spirit of fairness. What has he done to stay in the lineup? You're going to keep Morgan Frost. And if you're going to sit him for nine or ten games in the year when he was an available player, then let's be fair. You know, that guy's not helping your lineup. He took a shot last night at a critical point in the game. I think it was a power play. He missed the net by like four feet. Mm-hmm. Just you can't have a guy that's supposed to be a skill guy goes to the net and scores goals that's doing that to you. Um, but yes, McJesus, as you say right there, was amazing last night, and and I'm not even sure what you can do with a guy just going off like that. Like he was on another level. Yeah, I, and I I agree with you on Cam Atkinson there, Bundy. I think that um, you know you got um, Noah Cates coming back, and somebody's going to have to come out of the lineup, and I I'm not sure who it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be Morgan Frost, although he he still hasn't done anything to really impress me. It's right now he's just a guy, right, on this roster. I think that it's going to be another young player, though. Uh, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be either Bobby Brink or or even Forster, who who hasn't played great lately, uh, who might you know might sit a game or sit a couple games. I think Cam gets a couple more games to try and figure it out, but he deserves to be the guy that comes out at this point just does he's not played well not only did he miss the net there Bundy and you know he hasn't scored since what early November mid-November um it's not even that he takes the penalty that at the end of the second period that leads to the Edmonton go-ahead goal which kind of takes away all the momentum you just clawed back from down to nothing Mm-hmm. And it was a lazy. It was a lazy penalty. Now, obviously, it wasn't intentional. He wasn't trying to trip the players. More of a step on the skate blade kind of thing. But it was a lazy reach with the stick kind of penalty, as opposed to continuing to skate through the play. And that creates. And you don't want to. You cannot put that Edmonton Oilers team 
on the power play. As good as the Flyers' penalty kill is, you can't put them on the power play. And I want to talk about that go-ahead goal because I think one of the things that we love about the Flyers' penalty kill this year actually bit them uh, a little bit on that goal and 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 cost them there. And that's you know TK trying to make a play to poke the puck past the past the defenseman and get out on a breakaway and try and get you know get an odd man rush and, and a shorthanded opportunity, which they're so so good at. And he tries it there, doesn't work, and the puck comes right back. You have an uh, you know odd man situation low in your zone, and and boom, these guys are going to just make you know tic tac toe passes and, and gets in the back of the net. So that that's something that I think you, you have to have a little bit more of an awareness of who you're playing against. And you know we would love that aggression. Don't change, but there has to be a point. You said we're you know we just fought back to get back into this game. Maybe this isn't the right opportunity. The right opportunity against this team to try that. Um, not to take anything away from Konechny, because I think that that's he, the way he plays and has been playing. It, you know, I get it, and I, I I don't want him to stop that, but I just think you have to know time and place, right? Um, but yes, Atkinson's penalty sets that whole thing up, and, and it's like so. If you got if you're taking bad penalties, and he's taken several bad penalties in recent games, and you're not scoring, and you're expected, you're being paid to be a goal scorer, and you're down basically on a third line of that is punishing players that aren't playing well uh, other than Ryan Paling, who's kind of just like the third line center because he's okay at it. Um, I, Noah Cates is going to be in that spot. I think when he gets back, I, I, look, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I mean, keep, why keep him in the lineup? I think he's got to come out. Uh, Bundy, I want to throw this. Yeah, it goes, against, there's, it goes there's, against every single thing that Torch preaches. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. There's not like a single thing. And again, I, you know, we say these things, we're looking at it like it's a, a puzzle, you know, what pieces don't fit. Right now, he's a guy that just doesn't fit because he's not scoring. He's not particularly great in his own zone. And he's not at that point anymore where he's just going to dig in physically and try to make a, a play to get the puck out of the zone. So um, it was a weird game. The, the third goal, I'm trying to – I got a brain cramp. Was that the uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins goal on the two-on-one pass? It, it was the – yeah, but McDavid comes – so he tried to get past the point. Oh, Hyman. It was Hyman, right? It's, it's Hyman. It's Hyman. No, I think it was, I think it was Nugent Hopkins because I think – uh, Hyman throws it to McDavid, who's streaking in, and he just taps it over to Nugent Hopkins on the side of the net. Yeah, for for like a slam dunk goal, but it ends up being a two on one down low because Konechny took himself out of the play at the point. And yeah. everybody's he trying was, to... he he went reaching too much too Konechny. That's yeah. the kind of game like. <clears throat> so when Konechny, some people ask like, well, what does he do when he goes sour? He, that last night was a classic Konechny game where he did some good things and he did some really bad things. Yeah. And that's the stuff where that, that – that, so people want to know what makes Tortorella crazy with a guy like TK when they ask and he makes comments in the paper. It's a game like that last night that the coach will go crazy watching number 11, uh, especially number 11 because they expect more from him now. Like he's been better. Yeah. 89 probably he's like, you know what, like – it is what it is at this point, but he absolutely needs to. I mean, he's got to be better if he's in the lineup like that. You got to do something. Funny, I want to throw this to you really quick because you're our injury expert on the show. Sean O'Brien asks, uh, Bundy, can it help a guy or can it help a guy that's aged coming back from this extreme of an injury to get a couple of days rest and then see the game from a different vantage point? Or is he more likely to get hurt in the case of Atkinson? Yeah, so depending, you know, when you get some when stuff like that happens, and you get you get injuries that you've had in the past. But what happens? So there's two different kinds of of recovery from it. You can either have the injury which will continue to nag, and you're like, I can't do this. I need to keep, you know, rehab on it. And it's just sore. Like it's actually the the part that's sore. And then if it's something else, what happens is is that it doesn't feel sore, but it's also pulled you down the injury's not made you the same player because it's it's you don't feel it but there's something about the, the the lingering injury that's just not allowing you to be the same version of yourself at one point and that's the two parts with injuries that are are they are what they are younger guys want to come back they're hungrier uh they they want to get back in lineup older guys sometimes when that happens they want to get back in for the spirit of playing the game but if if your injuries have weighed you down and you're no longer valuable in a, in a physical way on the ice. And those are that's when coaches have to make tough decisions. And they have to make these decisions all the time. Every team in the league has guys like that that are either that have either had success and no longer 
or they're struggling mightily coming back from injury. So you know, I always listen. I always say walk a, walk a mile in another man's shoes that's been injured, and then you know you tell me what how that feels. But at the same time, if he is hurt or there is something lingering, and he's playing the way he is, he shouldn't be in the lineup. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'd say it's kind of a, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's a bummer if you look back on it, like the way that the season started with him, and we kind of touched on this the other day, Bundy, but like, he started off so strong and there was that, that question I posed this way back when that like, given how he was finding so much early success, it wasn't always the, the flashiest goal, but it was the, the good veteran savvy to just be in the right place at the right time. And there were the conversations about like, all right, you know, if, if he really does continue at that pace, like through November, you know, is he a potential trade deadline candidate for another team? And you started like kind of thinking about what does this thing look like going forward? The way that he's fallen off a cliff, I mean, you could make the argument that this is just kind of him regressing back to the to the mean because, in in fairness, nobody expected what he did early in the season out of him. But you're right. Like, at some point, if it is a meritocracy here, like, if you are going to continue to preach that, like, you've got to play the right way, you have to perform, all that, he can't be in the lineup. You have to hope that maybe he comes out for a little bit, sees the game, gets his head back on straight, and then he goes back to being the veteran, you know, leader they need on the ice and a guy who can produce points. But what he's been of late just, it, frankly, just doesn't get it done. Um, there were a few other things. We have a lot of people here weighing in in the comments on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the thing that's up above this episode. And that, of course, is the Clearwater Combo Trip that we're going to be doing from March 7th to the 10th. With Philly Sports Trips, you can head over to phillysportstrips.com slash trips slash snow the goalie. Or if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or listening in the podcast feed after the fact, you can click on the link. You can sign up there. We're going to be going down, down, down to Florida. where We're going to do a back-to-back trip. Phillies versus Astros spring training on Friday the 8th, followed by Flyers Lightning on Saturday the 9th. Torts is going to get recognized on that uh, 20-year anniversary of the Lightning winning the Cup. Not that that has a traumatic uh, uh, moment in anyone's mind. But uh, we're going to be down there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kind of big party, big meet and greet. It's well, going to be a great time. Well, wait a and, second. Uh, that, there is some trauma in that. you got to remember, I, that, that no, Lightning team. Aunt, aunt, I know. That was that was sarcasm. Oh, well, it was, didn't come across as sarcasm. Okay. No, I, I remember that well. Okay. I remember what happened to him. All right. I was at my I was at my eighth grade dance. Oh, so you mean you weren't watching the game then either? Oh, there <laughs> it is. And there it can't is. Go, can't go trading veteran defenseman at the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it would have been nice if there was a number six to, to Man, fill in instead of Sammy Captain. I had one more run in me too. Just one more run and say, you know what? I need you to shut these guys down for one more series. I would have figured out a way to do it. Even then. But you know what I always said? There's an old uh, Confucius saying, man who trade two defensemen at deadline, don't go to Stanley Cup final. I don't know what the hell that accent was, but it sure wasn't Confucius. Did we derail your ad there? No, no, but anyway, we're going to have a lot of fun. We hope everybody uh, you know joins us. I will tell you that there are people who have asked about this um, who don't live in the Philly market. Who have asked us like, is it possible to join the trip? Um, is there like, do you buy a separate ticket? How does that whole thing work? There are two packages. Uh, if you go over to the site, over to Philly Sports Trips, um, there's the the big package that that it includes all of your airfare and everything f- with us uh, from Philly down to Florida. Includes all of your transfers to and from the airport and the hotel and all that. Um, But there is a self-travel package, and the self-travel package 
doesn't include the airfare. So if you're coming from Texas or you're coming from Tennessee or you're coming from Finland, like some of our friends have talked about doing, you can do the self-serve. So that'll uh, still get you, I believe, the hotel. That'll get you the tickets to the games. It just won't include your airfare. You're responsible for that part of it. But all things considered, it's still a great value. It's still uh, going to be a ton of fun to spend time together uh, down in Florida. So, Anthony, I just wanted to know. I know that you're you were planning on being down there anyway. But um, are you are you starting? I know you lost a lot of weight. Are you starting to feel like you're getting into bikini shape? Speedo shape. Oh yeah, because banana you know, hammock shape. Because you know, there's a lot of time for me to spend on the beach if when I'm over doing Phillies, right? Because they they don't they don't play during the day or anything down there. There's no beach time when you're when you're doing baseball work. Get None. up at five a.m. Go right. out for a stroll. A little stroll on the beach, maybe. But Bundy said he's going to wear the Borat thing though, right? With the two little straps and Anthony, the Anthony's got, a, Anthony's got a Flyers banana no, hammock. No, that's intro. That's intern Andrew's costume. We're not putting intern Andrew in that. I draw the line there. I have no problem with intern Andrew dressing as the New Year's baby for the calendar, but not that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Bundy, I did have a question I wanted to ask you um, that kind of relates to the Flyers, what they've been going through. So everybody always talks about this road trip every year being a disaster. And in all honesty, it, it, it is usually right. I mean, you got the last 10 times they had this trip. They've only come away with more than one win twice uh, last year, as a matter of fact. Uh, they went three and zero on the on the Disney trip, and then uh, the Disney on Ice trip, and then uh, not since twenty thirteen fourteen that they were actually a six game road trip, and they went five and one on it that time. They've either only won one game or none on this trip every year, and it's like, well, you know, this is this trip. They should not take this trip every year because this is terrible for them. Blah 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 blah. The way I look at it is this: is that every team every year has trips at different times of the year. So imagine being a Western conference team and having to take the travel that they have, where they have multiple trips like this, uh, you know, flying East four or five times a year for a week or week and a half. Um, but th there is some thought, I guess, in my head of, you know, you're coming off of the holiday. Everybody's going to different parts of the country or different parts of the world to spend Christmas with family or, and friends or whatever. Um, and then you have to reconvene in another city is it really that hard to kind of get this thing rolling on this trip as someone who's played in it um, right after the holidays? You know, you know, you're going to be away from be away for another, you know, five, six, seven days. You know what, Anthony? I think um, when I just just looking back at my days, which maybe, you know, a little less than 20 years ago, but um, I remember having some success on that trip. If uh, if I remember correctly, my my teams. Yes, um, they did. Yeah, and again, but I mean, those those were always fun. Listen, I'll tell you one thing: nobody on the road wants to lose on New Year's Eve. Trust me on that one. Trust right. me when you're when you're there and you're getting gonna go out. You want to win for New Year's Eve so you can go out and have a good time. So that was a really bad loss too. I know we do two morning afters, but that Calgary game that was a rough one. Like that just didn't sit well. The Flyers kept coming back, and it was one of those odd games in and of itself. But that's a team you want to beat. And then the momentum carried in. But I, you know what, Anthony, there's no reason that that trip shouldn't be a successful one. I mean, if you're going to get out of the house as a, a player on a pro team, man, I can't think of a better day doing it than two days after Christmas with all the hoopla and mess that goes. Like, you should be able to go away on that road trip and play well. Like, it should be a, a good game to play and, and, and have success in this trip. Yeah, I don't understand it because your only focus at that point should be the four games you're playing on the road. That's it. Yeah. It's not confusing. You know, it really isn't. And again, you know, I look at some of the teams. Like, I know Vancouver's played really well, but the Flyers took them apart that night. Seattle, they're okay. They're just okay. You know, they, they won. Play, they they played good defensively. Back. They played a good defensive yeah. game against the Flyers. Yeah, and then Calgary, kind of like, I don't know what they are. They're, they're not a playoff team, I don't think. I don't think they will be. And then Edmonton last night's just playing unbelievable right now. Yeah, I think that the Calgary game is the one that bothered the coach more than any of the other ones. I think that yeah, you, I I think you look at... You know, he's happy with Vancouver. He'll take the point in Seattle because it's a back-to-back, -back, right? Um, and you got it, it, the travel's not, I mean, not a big deal to go from Vancouver to Seattle. But you just went, you know, customs up, next day fly back, customs again, and then you got to go back to Canada, customs again. I mean, it's a pain in the let, ass, let's be honest. Let me tell right? you, though, guys, like, I don't, I, I don't, I know what you're saying, Ant, and there's a couple stops and pops in the way, but I mean, listen, they make these, these, this travel. I've done it with these guys. I've done yeah. the TV and radio, traveled on the plane for years. 
it's not hard. Like there's a guy that comes on the plane for customs. He yeah. doesn't ask you shit. Like he gives you give him a passport and looks at it and he just doesn't even look. It's right. just the formality. It's a complete formality at, at the at the customs I, both ways no, because it takes problem. But yeah. it is it's still late nights, but it's not brutal. And like there's nowhere more than an hour flight in there anywhere. No, no, and, and I guess the only point I was trying to make with that Bundy is is that you know you you're you're a professional athlete and you get so used to routine and your body is is so used to certain things that the customs is while it's not it's a, it's a piece of cake and I've done that trip too with on that team plane. Um, and and under and I agree, it's it's easy, uh, far easier than what the general public has to go through. The difference to me though is it just takes a little bit more time. It's not like there's anything. It's not like you're waiting in some long line. You got to do all. That, but you're sitting on that plane for an extra half hour while they're doing the customs BS, right? And and so that to me, I think you know sometimes it just kind of knocks you off a, just a little bit more. You don't get into the hotel till you know, an hour later than usual. And then you got to get up a little bit earlier the next day. Maybe you don't get the, your, your, your nap at the pr- proper time, you know, just little things that I think could, could throw you off. I'm not trying to use that as an excuse because I'm, I don't, I agree with you. I think that this is a trip that you should do well on. Okay. Um, and your team, your teams used to do one. I mean, I know a lot of fans today think, Oh my God, they do terrible on this. And it's because the last 10 years, the team has not been that great. But this this team used to do really well on this trip year in and year out. So what changed? It's the talent of the players. It's you know it's it's the group that you have. But I do I do want to give them at least a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that the schedule does change somewhat on your body. That's all. Um, and and one other thing, um, somebody brought up. I think it was Chris Naffy. I mean, I'm trying to find the uh, the comment. I wanted to just address this. <laughs> Um, he says, how far in advance is Disney on ice booked and can the Flyers push back and request for home games to be played at this time of year? Chris, they've had Disney on ice in Philadelphia at the holidays for 30-some years, I want to say. I mean, whatever. It might even be longer. Um, how far is it booked you, in advance? Forever. You just opened the whole can. You just opened the house of mouse on me. I just – go ahead. Sorry. No, no, but I'm saying the answer, the answer is how far is it booked in advance is forever. They will never – give it up because it is a huge money maker to have a kids show during the holidays when kids are not in school so the answer to that is is there is they will there will never be pushback nobody will ever trump that the flyers will never trump that the sixers as long as they're in the in the building will never trump that no concert will ever trump that nothing will ever trump disney on ice there's one thing there's one thing that will yeah what's that 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 new Maybe eight thousand seat stadium. If they could. put that down, yes, that could, that could, that could be that, that could, could be the answer to get that mess out of there. Because be it's taken away from good quality post Christmas hockey boys in Philadelphia. <laughs> I still you know, just I, can't. Like, I, I, I was I, reading something the other day there, Russ. I think you're going to be interested in doing this with Little Dino and the boys hmm. there. Take them to go see the new live action Mickey Mouse horror movie, buddy. I'm already on it. This Did you see how that This is great oh, this minds, is, man. This is great minds. I had this queued up. I was going to derail the show with this. No, you did not. Dude, that is... Okay, I'm going to say it. Get ready. What in the fuck happened here? <laughs> uh, 27 in minutes in, wide, but there it is. Wide world of sports is going on here. So what so, happened? Bundy, what happens is, is there uh, copyright laws in in America give you ninety five years once you copyright something, you have uh, ninety five years uh, of where nothing can be done. So the original Mickey Mouse drawing, the one from the nineteen twenty eight Steamboat Willie, uh, first time we ever saw animated Mickey Mouse, uh, yesterday I think it was or, or two days ago. Um, went into the public domain. The the copyright infr- uh, restriction on that uh, animation is no longer there. So now it only did not take people long. So they must have been planning this for a long time. Oh, but yeah. immediately, horror films on YouTube and everything with the original Mickey Mouse drawing are now available because you could do whatever the hell you want with it. It's It's in the public domain. Let's That's what that happened. So next I have Christmas. I have some news for you though. So this this was meant to be a video game called Infestation 88 
And it has since, uh, it was only announced, I think, yesterday, right? And is when it went public domain. Yeah. But they already have had to rename it because um, people were drawing comparisons to the Nazis. I say it like that because I don't think that uh, YouTube will flag our video if I say Nazi. He was a Nazi man. But they uh, they said you can't, apparently 88 has something to do with the Nazis. I know about the number seven, right? Like there, there are issues with that, like with the, the SS. But anyway, um, 88 apparently is a thing. And so uh, they've now renamed the game Infestation Origins. So um, you've got horror Mickey chasing after people in a game. So and live action. I saw. I read that yesterday. I could not believe that. It was the most bizarre thing. Let's put that on ice next Christmas, and we'll have the games available in two years from now. I love this, though. This comment back looks like home. the Flyers after the Disney on ice, Rody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looks like a mouse who enjoys Rammstein or Marilyn Manson, says David Waitman. Yes, that's great. So. Anyway, um, that's that's certainly something, guys. I'm glad that, if nothing else, the public domain of the original Mickey Mouse is going to produce all kinds of insanity. You guys remember when they came out with the Winnie the Pooh movie, right? Dude, it was the, Winnie, the, the worst Pooh movie of the slasher. year. Like, blood and, blood and water. Yeah. I, the, I saw like, a thing. I was talk, like, who makes this stuff? We Didn't talked we? about that. Remember when it first happened? Yeah, but did we talk about the thing that happened in the school with it or yeah, no? But you know what, dude? The mask, the guy lifted, like, there's a scene where the guy killed him and they could see the skin from below the mask. That's how badly, yeah. like, bushly it was. Um, there was apparently, I think it was in Florida because, of course, it was. There was a substitute teacher who showed the Winnie the Pooh horror slasher in an elementary school. Um, and apparently the kids immediately were like, this isn't, this isn't Winnie the Pooh. And the substitute was like, nah, it's fine. It's totally fine. I think like might have been hungover. Who knows? And um, then like Winnie the Pooh starts killing people. And that that's going to be a lot of therapy. Those are going to be some therapy bills for that school. Let me tell you. So anyway, um, anything else you guys wanted to get to? I know that. World Juniors. Yeah. You know, we, this is the problem, right? Because we're a half hour in and it's like we've morning after 15 minute show. And then we sometimes lose doing a regular snow, the goalie, but we can talk about world juniors. Let's get that in because the leader in points at world juniors is none other than future flyer forward. Cutter Gauthier leads the entire tournament in points leads the entire tournament in assists. Gentlemen, are you impressed with what Cutter Gauthier has put together so far, so far, on a two-point-per-game pace. Russ, are we doing this podcast in Boston all of a sudden? So yeah. far. So, so far. far. Did I so say far, that, really? You did. You do. Yeah. You're, so you're impressed with, So he's done so far. Um, let's start with the good. Like, let's start with the good of, of Gautier, because there's, there's something no, happening. I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm not impressed. I, I, Jesus, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Anthony. I, I, I'm sorry, but... He's dominated horrific Her, teams. Yeah, he's beat like, bad, beautiful, bad teams. teams. Yeah, I'm not impressed. I, it, it's just like he's, he, I, I, he's not even like to me. I don't think he's even trying to score. Like I think it's just kind of like, yeah, let me just pick up all these assists, which is fine. It's great. I'm not trying to say you should. There you go. Sean's saying it too. He's, it's just like it's, it's a playmaking thing with this with him, and and it's just not been as impressive as I like. You want to see a guy dominate a game. You want to see a guy take I – mean, I'm not trying to say you have to score to dominate, but, I mean, he's picking up a bunch of cheap assists against bad teams. And, it, look, the World Junior Championship is a mess right now. Dude, yeah. And that's I, what I we want to get yeah. through. I was telling Anthony, the morning I think the camp before the last round robin game, it was 1230, and I was just watching and, like, seeing some scores. I think at that point, if I'm not mistaken, it was, like, 16 out of 22 games were decided by four goals or less in the tournament. Like four goals. That's not yeah. a tournament. It's an embarrassment. And yeah, I'm sorry, going out and scoring five goals or five points in a game against some shitty team that is not even qualified to even be in a tournament doesn't count to me. It's, I look at what you've done in the big games and against the really, really good teams. It'll be interesting to see what happens next couple of games, but I haven't been like super impressed. I think the Flyers think he's a center. He's not a center. It might. T- I hope it doesn't take him long to figure that out. He's a winger. 
There, there was a question here. Hold on, where's it at? It, it's not quite a conspiracy theory. Andrew Fawcett says uh, Cutter's trying to prove he's a center. Like, could that be why he's not looking to shoot as much? Why he's looking to rack up the assists? Is he trying to prove that he's got more to his game? Because everybody knows that he's got a really good shot. But like, could if if okay, let's let's play this one out. Let's do a little thought experiment. If you know you're going up against poor teams, as you guys said. And you do have the ability to kind of do what you want at will. If you're looking to try to catch the eye of your the team that owns your rights, is there the chance that he's trying to become a facilitator to make that play, to make that pitch, more so than look to get his own shot? No, I don't think that. I think that's a totally selfish mindset. Like I okay. don't think he's trying to. No. Yeah, you know, he's playing for the for the country. I mean, those guys are bought into playing for team USA. They are the best. They should win this tournament. They are the best team in this tournament. There was a, they were the favorite coming in because of the talent on that team. Um, I, I don't think that he's looking to do that. I do think that it's a possibility that he finds a little bit of success with it against a bad team and then continues to just try and do that because he's found success with it against bad teams. Um, and, and and it could come back to bite him a little bit, and, you know, now that you're going to play in the semis and, and then, you know, maybe the gold medal game. Um, you know, you got to be a little bit more careful because you're going to be playing better teams in those spots. Um, but, yeah, I you know, look, I, I, I think that there has been an effort both in college in Boston and then also now in the, in the international play of really trying to have him be the number one center for these teams. And he's been okay at that level, uh, at those levels. But I don't see it, like Bundy said, I don't see it transitioning well to the NHL. I don't think he's got that NHL skill set. I think ultimately he is going to have to be a, a winger. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have a, I mean, you know, who's the, the leading scorer in the NHL this year? It's not a center. It's a winger. Kucherov, right? He's leading scorer in the NHL this year. If, if, if he turns out to be a, a player of that caliber, what the hell's the difference if he's playing wing or center, right? I mean, of course you want center. I mean, you, you need centers to, to, to win in the, in the NHL, but that doesn't mean you can't have stars on the wing. If he's a star player on the wing, it's okay. Uh, it's fine. So they've got Finland tomorrow. Sweden plays. What are what is Czech Republic calling itself? Czechia. 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 Okay. Uh, and Germany takes on Norway. One of the teams that you did not hear me mention is Canada because Canada that's got the eliminated. Toilet, the toilet bowl is the last one you mentioned. That's the one that's who stays in. They I mean they they the, some of the scores are just unbelievable. Like if these teams can't play, then make a team tournament or a six team tournament. It's, I, I mean, looking at the scores, I'm looking at them now. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, look at the, the, the American scores. They, they've won games 11-3 and 10-2. When did the Slovaks get so bad they're losing 10-2? And then they beat Latvia 7-2 and Switzerland 11-3. So here's something to look at. In the two games where the Americans won at Norway, which is 4-1, and Czechia, which is a shootout win 4-3, um, Gauthier had one point in those two games. In the blowout games, he's filled the score sheet. Yeah. And I, this is a tournament. So, so, he's more, so what you're saying is he's Morgan Frost. Yeah, you're looking at it. If you're looking at players in a tournament like this, usually the guys that seem to light it up end up having like pretty good careers. I don't. I just don't know. He almost looks sometimes like uh, – he looks like a confused player sometimes. Makes good passes, but I just think at this level, I don't think he's a center. And I don't yeah. think he's physical enough to be a center, to be honest with you. Brandon what, asks if I've it's a disservice to, yeah, at, at, for, for his development to play him at center. No, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a disservice to his development at this point. Um, I think that, you know you're trying to see what you have. You're trying to see what a guy is. I mean, he's a kid. I mean, he's 19 years old, right? I mean, you're still trying to figure out what he's going to be for a 10 to 15 year career, right? I mean, you want to see what he's what he can do. So, you know, at this level, it's totally fine to see if he can play that position. But I think you'll learn quickly that he's not going to be that at the NHL level. And so therefore, it, it would be a disservice to try and fit that, you know, fit him into that position playing in the NHL and it let it go on and on and on. That would be a, a disservice to his development. But I think right now, no, it does not. 
it's not a disservice. It's just trying to figure out what he is. So I want to get to the team that got eliminated because it happened to be off the skate and stick of a Flyers player, a recent Flyers draft pick. I'm pretty sure the sound of that goal hitting made the sound bonk. So Oliver Bonk, by no fault of his own, puck goes off of him, goes past the goalie. Canada knocked out of World Juniors. Bundy, how has this resonated in Canada? Do, <laughs> how 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 are the Canadians feeling? I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. If the Canada, the Canadians are too upset about this. Um, I don't know. Sorry, there's other <laughs> things going on in the world. I thought there was going to be like a much more fiery take at it. Get fucking over it. They're 18 years old. You were more worked up about winter tires. Had on like the World Juniors after Christmas. It's it's unbelievable. It's like a national like World Junior Games at three o'clock today, and you're like, all right, great. If it's on, I'll watch it. Um, Up there, it's like some kind of like a fanatic fanatical religion. The World Junior Tournament. I don't get it, but whatever. You know what, Bonk, um, he's you know he's a good player. Like he's young still too. You know, defenseman. You don't know what that's going to be till for a couple of years after they even get to the NHL. But um, unfortunately, shit like that happens. You know, with un- the, the worst part though is the amount of time left was like eleven seconds. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> it happens though. It happens. Uh, Bundy, what what is more overrated in Canada? The World Juniors Tournament or Winter Tires? Absolutely, the World Junior Tournament it wow. is more overhyped than Winter Tires. Winter <laughs> Tires is not talked about, Russ. It's just baked into the cake up there. It's mm-hmm. like it's like death and taxes and Winter Tires. That's yeah. how it works in Canada. <laughs> but it's like t- if you like, I don't want to use the name again, but like. If, if they had like tire Nazis, like remember the soup Nazi and friends, yeah, this is or Seinfeld. This is the same thing. There's people that go around, I think, in the middle of the night, like it could be 25 below, and they're like, they got like a little spyglass, and like, mm, <laughs> yes, winter tire. And they go to the <laughs> next one, mm, no, snow, it's summer tire, write down, write it down, write the address. We'll call the government. <laughs> I actually clipped that out. I was going to do something with it on YouTube. Hey, by um, the way, I, I, I got something. I got something Canadian, Canada related. You almost said Canadian related. What's well, up? Canadian that we could talk about. Uh, did you see that they are? Uh, um, T- Tim Hortons is looking to expand further in our area. Mm-hmm. They are looking to uh, go further in the Philadelphia market. Not just the one location that's over by you, Bundy, but they yeah. want to really they want to really spread around the Philadelphia area. Uh, feature uh, feature of the goalie sponsor. There's franchise opportunities, and so it's like, oh yes, we need to, you think, we need to get to. Do you think Tim's Snow goalie, Could we could we build a Tim Hortons with crowdfunding and share it with our people? A <laughs> Snow the goalie Tim Horton crowdfunded Tim Horton. I love it. I love it. At one hundred percent, thousand percent thousand percent i think it's a great without, without question i tell you what uh, i'd like to do i i, I, I here's a good idea if it's cold in the winter we should have the snowy goalie tim horton truck you know like a food truck serving coffee and donuts in the parking lot that's how you <laughs> can we get tim hortons to show up to the tailgate in march if tim yeah. hortons ain't listening to this this is what tim hortons puts all their money into hockey up there yeah right may as well put in some hockey where people actually have fun so mm-hmm. Give us a call. We're interested in a franchise, uh, Tim Hortons, and so are our fans because we need hot go. coffee in our parking lot here, and I think a Snow the Goldie food truck would be unbelievable. Give me a call. I love it. Actually, call Hortons. Russ. He handles it. Yeah, that's at right. Tim Hortons. All right, here. I've got it. You ready? Clip it up, Russ. The franchisee fee, please hold. The franchisee fee for Tim Hortons starts at $50,000 for a 20-year term with a 6% royalty fee and 4% advertising fee. Uh, although the f- ideal franchisee net worth depends on the number of locations and the operator signs on for, for a single location, the brand looks for someone with $1 million net worth and 500000 in liquid assets. Well, we are partnered with the Flyers, and I'm pretty sure they have a $1 million of net worth, and they have $500,000 in liquid wow. assets. We, we are a treasure 
and I have no idea what it's worth, but it's worth a lot fucking more than a million dollars, boy. <laughs> well, okay, let me pitch this. All right, let's do this. So we're gonna we're gonna get on the phone with the Flyers after this. Let's pitch this for a second. Wells Fargo Center. What could Wells Fargo Center desperately use? Tim Hortons coffee. Without without question, right? I would. Did they have it in there before? I don't think, I don't I think so. That they had Tim's. Did they have Tim's? I don't think so. Did they have a Duncan at some point? Am I crazy? No, I, thought, I thought Peter Luco brought Tim Horton into the building because I remember. Well, Tim. Well, Luco was big on the Tim Hortons. Yeah, and, and I thought, to but I thought they it. had a place. If anybody remembers yeah. a Tim Horton in the building, let us know. I'm I thought there was, but we'll see. But anyway, we should we should be the ones at the forefront of this. Yeah, we need, so. we need to get, get moving on it. Um, hey, last thing here, really quick, and this goes back um, really quickly to World Juniors. And I saw the the comment. I think one of you brought it up on the screen, but um, the notion that the World Junior tournament isn't legit without Russia involved. It isn't. Uh, it was it was Stephen Stephen Grasso who said that. Yeah, Do you guys yeah. agree? Yeah, it's not hundred percent. Hundred percent. Everything changes everything. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, they're the they're the third. They're the number three power with us and canada and then sweden and finland are four and five there's nothing else beyond those five teams i mean you know chechia is decent and slovakia used to be decent um you know so you, you had six or seven teams but that but how do you how do you sit there and determine the best team in the world in the sport when you don't have one of the top three countries in the world in the sport i, I don't know how you do it all right, uh, and um, that's why the in-season tournament that the flyer that the league wants to have, um, you know, that, that they keep talking about with this four teams, you know, U.S., Canada, Sweden, Finland, and the NHL in twenty-five, like that's BS too. Like, I, what's the purpose of it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> we're, we were having a, a really good episode until Anthony, and we appreciate you uh, tuning into the show. <laughs> but Ant- Anthony Louie brought this up, and and so okay, real quick. Don't shoot the messenger, but I'd love to hear the panel's thoughts on the Gaudreau rumors. If Columbus <laughs> retains enough salary, say 20%, and it doesn't cost a lot, would you guys be interested? <coughs> All right, guys, I want your honest opinion. It I'm could be like one be, or two, one or two words. Honest. We're going to count it down. Ready? Three, two, one. No. Fuck no. No. You know what? If I had a fucking men's league team of a start, I would avoid that signing too. <laughs> just not good enough for that the fifth on the defensive side of the puck i need more out of my guys in the zone oh um, yeah, man that's you know what not, so not I, i'm just gonna say this all right um <laughs> let me just be because we are really honest i asked a very very high high end flyers employee about these two names i was actually embarrassed asking because i already knew the answer i got laughed at not laughed at Laughed with, because I was saying the same thing. I'm not like a little one, but like high end guy. Like so, um, if they did that, it would be a complete reversal of what they're doing. It, it would be insane, insane. So no, the answer is yeah. no, no. And if something did happen like that, I, I would be like, okay, we'll go with the flow. But no, I don't think those moves can happen. That is going back and back to everything that we didn't want that's a return to insanity if that happened no hard yeah. fuck no yeah right uh, uh, russ i did want to pull this up real quick just because it's about the trip and we and we uh oh uh, go ahead and we you know sabotage your your ad for it um do you know what section of ticks are for the march trip if i come i would probably just be for the game as i've got friends and family in the area i meet up with andrew i will tell you that you could reach out to uh reach out to the guys at phillysportstrips.com um they have all the details there. You, there are ways of doing the trip on your own and just join us for, you know, the games, uh, the Phillies game and the Flyers game, um, and even be welcome in to come to our uh, welcome party and stuff like that. You can still do all the uh, other stuff without actually booking the trip with them. You can still do it. I mean, there are possibilities. You just got to go through them. They handle all that um, stuff. They they book the, the they get the tickets. They get everything. Um, so, so it is better to go through the trip. It is. You'll, you'll save you'll save more money in, in going through the trip. Um, but if you have people to stay with down there, like you could probably, like, you, I don't know where you're coming from, Andrew, but you could you could do your if you have people to stay with, that's fine. You could do the but get the flight through them. You'll save money. 
getting the flight through them with the tickets combined, you'll still save save on your instead of trying to do everything separately. Because if you just have to buy the ticket separately, you're going to pay a higher price. Or Anthony's got an Airbnb that I'm sure he could probably find a room for you too. <laughs> 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 just being the uh, you know hospitable guest he is and everything you know just just take it yeah. outside the box yeah that's nice that's nice and yes my my airbnb is in a great location it is just across it's actually in clearwater not clearwater beach but it's just on the bay so it's right of, right before the bridge that goes over into clearwater beach so it's really good spot i have really good news for you guys i i did some investigative work here okay because that's what this show is all about and I did find out that there was a Tim Hortons in Wells Fargo Center. I, I knew it. And it was back in 2012 is when it arrived at Wells Fargo Center. Now, how long it remained there, I don't know. But I found an old article from Philly Eater yeah. um, that it was part of the, the 2012 new rollout. So let's see. That year, it was Tim Hortons and Melissa's Farm to Fan Healthy Bites. So I don't know what that is, but Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons was in Wells Fargo Center 11 years ago. Good. So, or 12. Go. I guess now now we're at, at almost Yeah, that 12. makes sense. Because I remember when – I remember – it's funny that you mentioned Luco because I remember Luco talking to all of us. About there were four of them, by the way. Trying 104, to bring Tim, 110, 116, 122. Trying to bring Tim Hortons into the area as like an investor. Like he was going to do it on his own. And and uh, so that, might, that makes a lot of sense that he was trying to get him in. So Maybe we need to get um, – We'll get Tim Luco in on this. We'll each throw some money in. We'll crowdfund some of it from the Snow the Goalie listeners. Just and we'll get and we'll we'll get Peter Luco in on uh on the new Tim Hortons location. Where do we want to put it? Where should it go? Yeah, like let's 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 uh, thought experiment this. Where should the Tim Hortons that that we, along with Peter Luco and Dan Hilferty from his own money, um and uh, the the Snow the Goalie listeners are all going to uh, to contribute. Like, where are we putting this Tim Hortons at? Can we put it at um, 10th and Market? I hear there's some space available there. If we do a big enough one, <laughs> um, I I've actually been told that there you could build a stadium size, like a like an stadium arena size, size Tim, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, yeah, yeah, that's where we go. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. As Andrew says, we need the Snow the Goalie Tim Hortons sports book. Yes, right? we'll build that. <laughs> we'll build that whole thing. <laughs> All right, I think I think we've uh, we've done enough here. Yeah, I'm very happy with how today's episode has gone. We're 51 minutes in. This kind of took the place of the regular Snow the Goalie podcast for the week, which we're going to figure out at some point. And this well, we new year, we are keep keep in mind though we have a very busy January. We do. It's 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 insanity. We yeah. are going to see so much of each other. Yeah, we're going to spend more time with you boys than I am with my family. Lucky you. Mm-hmm. It's true. We got a, hockey a lot of game home games. Night, we've, boys. Wells Fargo we have nine home, there, yeah, nine home games right for the Flyers in the month of January, which means nine episodes of the Press Row Show. So everybody, buckle up, baby. This is going to be, this is going to be something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, we'll be it's down crazy. there for it's, it's every, every other day. It's basically every we get every other day, then we get a week off, and then it's every other day again. It's nuts in January. Nope. So, um. I think that's probably it. So we've got a Flyers home game on Thursday. Uh, we will drop our predictions tomorrow before the game. If you end up down at Wells Fargo Center, make sure you come find us. You can take the elevator by section 121 or 221, as Anthony likes to point out. Take it all the way up to the sports book. Tell them you're going to the sports book. Lie. Uh, and as soon as you get off the elevator and you come around the corner, we'll be right there. We're right by the organ. It's a great time. Uh, we'll stand, watch the game. We have, I think, guys, we have the best vantage point in the entire arena. I'm not kidding. Like, I think that we have the best looking area. Um, so it's a it's a great spot to watch the game. Come hang out with us for a bit. Uh, we'll be up there. We get there, and usually you and I are set up around six o'clock or so for a seven o'clock start. 
Jo- Joey Heron's and, asking if, if Patrick Sharp's still going to do a pregame with us this month, and he will. It's uh, just a matter of when he's back in town. I just got to. I'll find that out tomorrow night when we're down there and see when he's back, and then he'll come on. He he's agreed to come on. And I get my old buddy Leclerc on there too. Yeah, you got to get Johnny on. Got to get him on. So I love this because yeah. I I said we're by I said we're by the organ and HC said by whose organ, and that's probably a good place to end for today. Yeah, we've had an organ joke already, but they never get old. Like a two-page joke. Are we going to the outdoor game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's also a trip involved with Philly sports trips. With that, our friends over at Flyers Nation uh, are running that one. Um, You know, we're gonna we're gonna stop by their little tailgate in advance, and uh, we're trying to set up a uh, a spot to do a press row uh, show from from there. So we're you know hopefully have more details on that soon. Yep. All right. That's probably a great place to stop. So everybody, uh, make sure you do us a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, whether it's live or after the fact, make sure that you hit the like button um, and and preferably subscribe to the YouTube channel. It continues to grow, which is great. I would like to try to get to like 3,000 followers here in the next next month or so. 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think that'd be a really great uh, thing for us to pull off. We see these numbers every time we have an episode. And we see the unique visitors and everything, and like I think we can get to three thousand. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you get notified whenever we go live with an episode of Snow the Goalie, the morning after, or the Press Row show. We have a few other things coming down the pipe, and I can tell you that we're gonna start. Uh, the YouTube channel is gonna get interesting. I'm just gonna say that there's some some interesting stuff that we're gonna do with some of the content that we've done over the years that's going to start to pop up on YouTube. So it'll certainly be worth uh, subscribing to. And if you're a podcast fan and you prefer to listen to the podcast, remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com for all of your merchandise. A lot of stuff there with more designs to come to start 2024. We had a great year, uh, a great few months since launching the store. So head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com. And uh, guys, I will see you tomorrow night. We'll see all of these wonderful uh, viewers and listeners of the show on Thursday night, uh, 7 o'clock start, which means we'll be doing a 6.30 press row show uh, ahead of the game. So make sure you tune into that. So for Ant on Twitter, at AntSanPhilly, for Bundy at Cetarian6, I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. Thank you so much for listening to or maybe even watching Snow the Goalies morning after. Flyers lose to the Oilers. They'll bounce back on Thursday. Have a fantastic day, everybody. We will talk to you very soon. And oh, by the way. Oh, you stuck at you sneaking this in last minute. By the way, Bundy, Bundy leads the way a, in the predictions. Such, you're such a child. Bundy, no, I'm trying to. Bundy child. leads the way in the you predictions. What, 20 points. You needed to put it up because you didn't want to talk about it. 20 points. Ugh. I've got 18. Anthony, who's talked a very big game, 17 points. Do you see all that red, Bundy? That's do, you, do you see that? I couldn't get a game right for two weeks. <laughs> Bundy, do you see, like that? That's pretty remarkable. You know, Ant talks a lot about being able to prognosticate these things, but uh, no, you know, wow. you know what this has become. Only seventeen points. You know, you know seventeen the, points. Andy, you know what this has become. You know what this is. This is like when we do the when you do the um, NCAA tournament pool, right? Yes, at work. They only choose it when it's good, right? Well, no, but they. It's what, yeah, no, he's going to say that I like that. the jerseys or something. A, like, a thousand I, percent. You uh, and I are sitting there doing some like real hard analysis, thinking about the game, what matches up well with this team and whatever. And Russ is picking by his favorite colors. Hey, and Ant, that's remind happened. me. Hey, Ant, if you look at this really quick, remind me who who's ahead of you. Intern that's what Andrew, I thought. Intern Andrew is really the guy. Yeah, got to be careful. I will of. tell you. So I did. I did a more detailed breakdown of this. Intern Andrew is nine and nine on the season. He's five hundred. Bundy is seventeen and seventeen. He is also five hundred. So if Intern Andrew keeps up his pace, it'll only be a matter of time before he passes both of us. Yeah, uh, and and Bundy will win this thing going away. But he's on fire. He's on fire. Also, I I do want to point out on this graphic because I thought for the longest time that I was just getting lucky with a lot of um, perfect scores, and that was the only contribution. But like I will point out, and you have two perfect scores on the season. Bundy has three, and I picked up my third last night. But like nobody has run away with you know a horrific record and gotten like five perfect scores to keep them in the battle here. So I mean, nobody's um, the Islanders right now. That's exactly right. Have you seen that, by the way, Bundy? That they have ten, 
that, that the Islanders have already 10 overtime or shootout losses already. That's, That's unbelievable. Not even half the season. They have yeah. 10 already. Yeah. They're on pace for like 21 or 22. I'll tell you That's why. Insane. It's, it's, yeah, you lose that, that that many points when it goes out. But you know what's funny, too? Just looking at the standings, I just was kind of creepy. So important to keep these getting these wins because the Flyers, like they lose another one. Some couple teams win. They find themselves right down at eight or nine really fast. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's so important to get these wins and why the points are so important right now. But Andrew, let's like wait out. I I agree. And it's funny. I was thinking about it too, Money, I was looking at the standing and I was saying, look, I don't think they're going to lose to Columbus on Thursday. I think they'll be okay. But if they did, they could be out of a playoff spot by Thursday. Yeah, that's how quick it can happen. That's man. how fast it happens, right? I mean, so if they were to lose on Thursday, they could be out of a playoff spot. I don't think they will. I, so I think they'll still be in one. But at the same time, you lose something. They've lost five out of six. If you lose six out of seven, boom. You know. By the way, as we roll out here, HC is correct. And stop using advanced analytics to make your picks. Use the eye test like Russ. Yeah, here's Russ's eye test. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>